The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In business today, success isn't just about the sale. It's about authentic communication that serves your audience in a meaningful way. This is the Soul Shill Hour with Francis Leary. In our program, we'll explore how to stay true to your core values, tell your story, engage your audience, and drive business growth. Now, here is your host, Francis Leary. Hello there, friends. You are listening to The Social Hour. I'm your host, Frances Leary, and I'm so glad to be here with you today. You can reach me at radio at francisleary.com. And please make sure to connect with me online. Just look for Francis Leary, all one word, and you will find me pretty much everywhere. So today, we are going to be talking about growing a business on purpose. And I am very excited to have a special guest, Paul Roy, with us today. Paul, thank you so much for being here. Wonderful, Francis. Looking forward to it. Yeah. So Paul is a business coach. He is a customer experience expert, and he is the author of a newly released book called It Happened on Purpose, Value Yourself Without Being Full of Yourself. Um, And you can reach Paul by going to his website, paulroy.ca. You could also reach Paul on LinkedIn and you can reach him on Twitter by going to paul to success So um, I'm super excited to have Paul here because he really is um, the expert in all things about sort of living your life on purpose and growing a business with purpose. So Paul, this really is a privilege. So thank you again for being here. Wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. So Paul, we met, gosh, I don't know how many years ago it's been now. Um, we met um, in Nova Scotia doing some business networking. Um, and Paul is one of those people in my life who is um, just an example of sort of walking the talk. Paul, you are really, um, you know, everything that I aspire to be as a business person. And um, I am really excited for our listeners to hear your story, to learn more about um living a life with purpose, and then applying those principles to their businesses. So could we start just by um, you telling us a little bit about your story and how you got where you are now? Certainly. Um, I, I was fortunate enough to be um, born into a family of achievers who, um, who helped provide me the drive to want to succeed. And I always knew at a very early age that that I, you know, wanted to be successful and wanted to be a business owner. And, you know, that happened, you know, quite quickly in my life, having acquired my first bricks and mortar business at the age of 26. Um, from there, having had other types of business, that was an office products business, a computer forms business, a yachting facility in which I was a partner, uh, as well as my consulting business. So it's uh, it's been a wonderful journey, and I've learned a lot in the way, but it was through my mistakes and through my trips and stumbles that the biggest lessons came. 
Hmm. So um, would you share some of those really influential experiences or maybe they, w- they were those stumbles that really, you know, led you to want to be a coach and to help others through this journey that we call life? Yes, actually, uh, my first big challenge in life uh, happened after my office products business after, you know, I'll be close to eight years of very successful business. And um, what happened is with uh, being Canadian and in smaller town um, Canada, the invasion of the American style of business entered the realm. You know, so I owned a an off, small office products business. Um, similar to, for example, many of us or some of your listeners may remember corner hardware stores. Well, Mm -hmm. the day and age of corner hardware stores and small office product stores don't exist because of the consolidation of the industry. And I fell prey to that and lost my business and went bankrupt in the town where my grandfather had been mayor. And I was president of the business district formally. So it was a very, very humbling experience and had an opportunity to sell um, through that process before it got really ugly and didn't. And it, it was a tough lesson. And it was really, first of all, a lesson in humility uh, because the business had grown so fast and you get to believe that you're invincible and all of a sudden you're not. And not only is it me, but it's, it's your family and your children. It, it impacts a lot of people when you are a public figure in a smaller town and you lose mm-hmm. your business. Yeah. So how did that, um, you know, after you sort of dealt with that initial aftermath, where did that lead you? Where did you go from there? Um, I thought that I would go ahead, you know, several job opportunities to go into the financial sector, uh, which I really, I struggled with. And just I wanted to prove to myself and to my family and friends that I, I could run a business, uh, a large business and run it successfully. And I'd taken on it a job for a large uh, not-for-profit, and which was struggling and had, you know, withdrew my sales and negotiation abilities, had turned that industry around or that business around and to be profitable. And then once again, fell prey to external pressures of government and politics. And with the oncoming of casinos, saw that business go right to the brink. And then my board felt that I wasn't the right person to deal with it politically. So once again, a big setback where I was very publicly fired from a very public company. Mm. So these challenges, though, you've said really that they are, um, it's by drawing from these lessons that we learn in these experiences that you really have um, bec- come to a place where you can def- you defined your purpose and you realized um, you know what your purpose is here in life and how you want to help other people discover theirs. So, what is the that purpose, your purpose that you have defined for yourself through these challenges and through this journey? Well, you know, as I, as I mentioned in my book, Francis, the you know, I I liked shiny things. I mean, I liked success, and I liked showing success. I liked the big homes, the big cars, the boats, and those were very important motivators for me in my younger years. And it was through the financial difficulties and these past two experiences that I told you where these things were no longer affordable 
um, in the fashion that I'd had them, that you start to really take focus on what really matters. Mm-hmm. And that it was really more, it became more focusing on the intangible, intangibles than the tangibles. Because it's with the intangibles where you get the emotion and where you get the love and where you get the caring. Mm-hmm. So um, now, what would you say the purposes of your, you know, your business and your, your, your coaching now and how you help others? How do you serve others in what you do? It, it varies. I, I re, if, I, if I may refer to a story how I actually got into the coaching business. Oh, yes. Um, it, what happened was is that I had had a customer uh, with a company that I had been working for the, who was on the brink of, of failure. And he walked in my office one day and he said, I, I can't pay the bill. I'm, I'm about to go broke. And I asked him what had gone on. And he told me what was going on. And I said, well, I've been there. If you need some help, let me know. Well, and over the next ensuing couple of months, I'd helped this individual redesign his company, make it smaller, make it profitable, make it more manageable. And he honored me by putting him on the board of the company and and uh, being a director of the company. So it was through that that I, I took great joy in helping take pain away from other people. Mm-hmm. And that so often the, the answers that might be right in front of them, but they can't see them. And so it's, it's helping them finding their own way to solving the problems. And it's easily, and it's not best solved by me telling them what their problem is and what they need to do. It's helping them understand why they should change and that their answer comes from within, not from what I've told them. Mm, yes. It's so so, my, cool. so my love, my love of, of helping others turn their business around, become more profitable, um, that was, that was getting my big toe in the water, and, well, I've plunged in full-time now. <laughs> and that's awesome. And so from, you know, these other business challenges, you've come to develop a, a successful coaching business and you help people all over really uh, to grow their businesses. I know we haven't worked formally together in that way and your insights and, you know, mentoring have been such a great benefit to my organization. So um, you said, though, that, you know, we really have to get our answers from within. And I think everyone who's listened to my show knows that I approach business very much as an integration with, with life. I mean, personal life. So personal, your personal life and your business life are very much uh, one in the same. They're very intertwined. And um, for me that um, the journey to business success begins with the journey within myself. So when you work with your, um, you know, your coaching clients, um, what are some of those techniques or strategies that you would suggest for them to sort of get into the process of defining their own personal purpose or, you know, get more in tune with themselves so that then they can move on and apply that to their business? So what would you say to, you know, how do they begin with themselves first? You know, I take one of Stephen Covey's second seven habits, and it's one of the first questions that I ask you know, is is to begin with the end in mind. In 20 years or 25 years, where do you want your company to be? What do you envision it to be? And then you, and once, and that becomes the goal and, and the big picture. 
and then you work it backwards from there as to how you get there. But if you could begin with the end in mind, it's it's understanding the first step of the purpose. So do you go through this process with them for their, you know, their personal lives first and ask them to go through that same process just well, for well, their it's, own? It's, it's, well, as you said um, earlier, that if they are integrated, in, mm-hmm. you know, in, in all these cases, I'm, I'm working with business owners. Mm-hmm. And it's really, it's their personal, you know, how they envision things and how they see things, as you just said, translates to their business. So if you can attach the emotion to the business, there's more likelihood of success. So again, it goes back to, you know, you, you can't define the purpose till you know what it is that you want to build. And then once you know what to build, how do you, how do you purposefully get there? When I say purposefully get there is that it, it's going to have meaning. It's going to enrich, enrich your life, the life of your family, the life of your employees, mm-hmm. and most importantly, the lives of your customers. Yes. And I think um, all of this really does have to be in alignment. So I know yeah. that with um, with Wired Flare, with my company, um, December has been a very large um, business development focus month. So, um, yeah. and then going into the new year, you know, we've been able to sort of plan all of our marketing. Um, however, when when we began our business development um, sort of meetings um, at the beginning of the month, we started with, just um, allowing us some time to write out as many sort of personal dreams, goals, visions, like just, you know, sky's the limit kind of stuff, Do whatever, you know, put, put yourself outside of the box, don't limit yourself in any way, write down everything you can. And we had a number of minutes that we, a lot, and everyone that was there, you know, we all wrote down our own personal, just what is it? What is it that you want um, in in life? You know, um, what are those biggest dreams? And then after that, um, so we we spent time with that for a bit. We didn't necessarily talk about them with each other. That was just for ourselves. And starting with that, then we went to okay. So consider Wired Flare. Consider the business, and. What is it that now, now do the, basically went through the same exercise. So you've got a certain number mm-hmm. of minutes, write down every single thing that you can imagine, you know, sky's the limit, Tw- you know, 20, 25 years, you know, down the road, what's the vision that you have for the company. And, um, and then we did share and discuss those with each other. And what I found was so beneficial of doing these two things was just sort of seeing the alignment between those two processes so that we are, um, you know, our business goals or our business dreams should be there in support of our personal dreams. And they should be all feeding the same, you know, feeding us in a way that gets us where, uh, to be who we want to be and to be where we want to be, um, and ultimately, just to be happy with ourselves and what we're doing. Exactly. So, it, you know, yeah. it's an interesting because when you mentioned the process going through with your own company, and it was through, um, I'm a big Jack Canfield uh, student, or, you know, I've studied his many, many years of, of studying and reading his book, The Success Principles. And one of the chapters in the book was to write down the hundred things that you wanted in your life and to do it as quickly as possible. 
Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. You go, I can't think of a hundred things. But there you go. You, they came. <laughs> and it's, right. it's that process. And then, and then it's a, pro, a matter of taking the, the personal goals, the team goals, the how you want to be with your family, because you can't insert somebody else into a goal or, or create a goal for somebody else. You can only create how you will treat and deal with that other person right. and how you will approach with them. So all of those things are important because how your goals, as you mentioned, align to you, your employees, and your business. Absolutely. So we're just coming up on a short break here. And when we get back, we're going to pick up right where we are leaving off now. So everyone stay tuned and we will be back on the other side of two minutes. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Wired Flare's unique approach to online marketing inspires meaningful conversations that drive business growth. They tell stories that champion ethical business, build community, and generate impact. Wired Flare integrates your core values into your brand messaging. They use content marketing to tell your story and social media to engage your audience. They use inbound marketing to attract more visitors, generate more leads, and convert more customers. Visit wiredflare.com. Tell your story online. Frances Leary is an award-winning entrepreneur and international storyteller. Her stories champion big ideas and generate big impact. Have Frances speak to and inspire your organization or train and consult with your team. She speaks internationally and aids top-tier professionals in marketing, entrepreneurship, online strategy, technology and education, and authentic communication. Frances Leary inspires and educates audiences with her passionate and purpose-filled keynotes and presentations. Visit FrancisLeary.com. Empower your team today. You are listening to The Soul Shall Hour with Francis Leary. Connect with the program today by calling us at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to radio at francisleary.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. It's great to have you here with us. I am here with Paul Roy, and we are talking about growing a business on purpose. Paul, thank you so much for being with us today. Wonderful, Francis. Glad to be here. Yeah, so um, in our first segment, we talked about um, the sort of the quest for personal purpose and um, that all of those, you know, your personal life is intertwined with your business life. So before we move on to really look at... um, defining your business purpose. Paul, why is it so important to really identify your personal goals, your passions, your purpose in your personal life? Um, why is that important? It's, it's big picture. And it, it really, it defines who we are. And that when, because things will always come along that'll try to knock us off our path or our course. And if we stay true to our purpose, we can rebound much quicker and we have much more resilience. And those things that challenge us or knock us off our course are really, I view them as ways of validating your goal. In other words, you may not have had your goal just right, 
and this happened because your goal isn't right. So you may need to go back and revisit it. It may mm-hmm. be an amount of money or it may be how, you know, how you promote or work with your clients. But that's, you know, when you have your purpose, it, it glues you fast to why you're there. Yeah, that's so true. And I think we, we, you know, came to a point in our company not too long ago where, you know, I just really recognized that um, what we looked like on the outside and um, and certainly some of the team members on the inside of the company, just we weren't in alignment with what our, our visions really were, what our purpose was at its core. The things we were doing on the outside just weren't um, communicating that, and some of the team just wasn't in alignment with that. And so we, you know, we did some restructuring, and we really looked at, you know, um, who are we to dig down and defi- redefine our purpose and recommit to that, and sort of restructure and outline for ourselves how do we grow this business so that it is in complete alignment with who we are as an organization, with our business's purpose, as it were. Yes. So. Yes. It's, it's, um, I, I, don't th- I think this is a process that we go through. Like, it's not necessarily a one-time thing. I think you, you come to these places where you realize, you know, eh, maybe I veered off track a little bit. I got to do something to get back. Get back on here. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is so right, Francis. I mean, it's so often when companies go through their annual review of the goals, much of it is tied to the financial statement, to the budgets. How many more widgets do we need to make? How many more do we sell? How do we extract more co- more costs? And all those things are a function of profitability. And But if you're not selling and if your customers aren't connected to who you are, profitability is going to be a big problem. Mm-hmm. So being having your message and your vision and your purpose out there for your customers and future customers to understand helps them connect you more emotionally to your company. That it mm-hmm. isn't just about a number. Because if you're selling something based on a number, once your number is more expensive than your competitor's number, you don't have a customer anymore. So mm-hmm. we need to find ways to glue our customers to us or to keep them committed to us. Mm-hmm. And and if it so we have to take the focus off of price. Price is important, but it's only a piece of the puzzle. Right. So we begin then with the foundation, which is the the purpose. You know, defining the purpose for our organization or the you know the core values, um, the mission, the vision. So how do when you work with companies, how do you help them begin that process? Where do they start? Well, basically, the, I feel the important part is is that it has to be inclusive with your employees. So, it, you know, for company leaders that may be a little bit tight in terms of, I mean, it doesn't mean you have to open up your balance sheet and show it. But, I mean, there are some parts of the business that if, you're, if you share the aims and the goals with the employees, they now have an understanding so the next part is to get them engaged, and how can we change that? If you, Mr. Employee or Ms. Employee, were a customer, what would you change? What would you expect different from us? Mm. And then all of a sudden, the employees 
feel more engaged in what's taking part, and they get to share in the success. So inclusivity is extremely important at all levels. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't stress that enough. And it's difficult for some business owners to, to be able to do that. But it's um, for, you know, for employees to stay connected with you because we all know the high cost of losing employees and bringing in new employees the cost of training. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, I always love the one, you know, the, where the, the CFO asks the boss, what happens if we invest all this money and our, and our employee leaves? And the boss says, well, what happens if we don't and they stay? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it, it's uh, investing in our employees, just not in money, but it, it's where they, they become. And employees want to be challenged. They want to be, to have a goal. And they want to make things better. And they want to be part of increasing productivity and having an impact on the change of process. Um, that keeps them attached to your business. So that tying in those things is employee engagement can be part of a company's purpose. Mm, and it, right. that, it's, that it's employee and customer driven, not shareholder driven. Ah, so do you, um, when you work with your, um, your coaching clients, then do you, do you, do you start with the business owner so that the business owner is sort of defining like their initial purpose vision for the company? And then that's something like, do they actually meet with the employees and sort of reframe it? So what, what would that process look like? Well, of course, initially it would be with the owner or partners of the business Mm -hmm. and trying to identify what they want to change. And often, you know, when you're approached, it's because they're losing market share or their mm-hmm. profit, you know, the profit margin is slipping. And so it, it has to, you know, help guide them as to are they actually penetrating the right market or focusing on the right market and, and identifying the purpose does that. Because when you have the purpose, your purpose, it's easier to identify who your potential customers are. Right, and that really is what uh, differentiates you and allows you to create um, what we called in one of our other shows, um, Jeffrey Van Dyke was on, and he referred to it as a transactional versus a transformational experience. So when you can... I like that, that's good. I I know, I love that as well. So like when you can um, identify that transformation that you help your clients experience, that really is what sets you apart. And that transformation, of course, is all based on your purpose, your values, your mission, and, um, you know, what really drives you as an organization to succeed, what you care about. What you care about. Because if you're chasing after what the mass is, if you're chasing the latest fad, you, there is no purpose in that. It's all about selling more widgets. And where the crowd is, there's less profit margin. So that's another area in a difficult conversation I go with, with my clients and potential clients is, would you rather be smaller and profitable or larger or less profitable? In other words, do you want to work that much harder to make the same amount of net money? And those are conversations that help, that you need to have before you go back and say, okay, what are the steps now? How do we change the focus of you, your marketing team, 
and your staff to change our focus. Are we ready? Are we prepared to make a change? You know, so it depends on whether you're, you know, in the service business, you're in the manufacturing business, or you're in, you know, you're at a sales agency. You know, there's different, there isn't one size that fits all, but knowing your market is the most important piece and how you're going to go after that market. Mm-hmm. And I think for us, um, as we develop communication processes, it's all about then then serving them, that market in everything that you do. So going beyond your products and services that you've created to serve your audience, but taking that commitment to serving them into everything that you do, you know, whether they're engaging with you on uh, Facebook, whether you're on the phone with them, whether they're, you know, on an online customer service experience, but really being committed to serving them in everything that you do and having that as sort of the core foundation of how you communicate with your audience. Exactly. And, you know, the, the buzzword is, you know, is, is differentiate. How do you, how do we differentiate? Mm-hmm. And, and it's by, if you have a clear purpose and your, and your competitors don't, you already differentiated yourself. And that, you know, you're prepared to make the adjustments to fulfill the purpose. Absolutely. So we um, have another commercial break coming up here shortly. And when we get back, we're going to be here still with Paul Roy talking about growing a business on purpose. And we are going to look more at how do we set goals to accomplish this. So everybody, please stay with us. We'll be right back. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Wired Flare's unique approach to online marketing inspires meaningful conversations that drive business growth. They tell stories that champion ethical business, build community, and generate impact. Wired Flare integrates your core values into your brand messaging. They use content marketing to tell your story and social media to engage your audience. They use inbound marketing to attract more visitors, generate more leads, and convert more customers. Visit wiredflare.com. Tell your story online. Frances Leary is an award-winning entrepreneur and international storyteller. Her stories champion big ideas and generate big impact. Have Frances speak to and inspire your organization or train and consult with your team. She speaks internationally and aids top-tier professionals in marketing, entrepreneurship, online strategy, technology and education, and authentic communication. Frances Leary inspires and educates audiences with her passionate and purpose-filled keynotes and presentations. Visit FrancisLeary.com. Empower your team today. You are listening to The Soul Show Hour with Francis Leary. Connect with the program today by calling us at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to radio at francisleary.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for staying with us. I am here with Paul Roy, and we are talking about growing a business on purpose. Paul, thank you so much for staying with us today. It's a bunch of fun. I'm glad to be here, Francis. <laughs> it is fun, isn't it? Um, yes. 
It is. So far, we have um, been talking about um, living a life on purpose and growing a business on purpose. Um, and in the last segment, we were really um, discussing how it's so important to get your employees engaged in this process and to have an employee and customer driven um, experience within your organization. And um, finding ways to differentiate yourself and really your purpose is that differentiating point. Um, as you're communicating with your audience. So now, you know, we've, you know, we've defined our purpose and we've got that set and our plays are all um, in on that. They're, they're buying into it. So I want to look at then how do we set goals that are sort of based on that to, um, to drive growth? Because, I mean, you've already said that goals can't be simply based on, you know, profitability. So, like, you talk about some key things that are really vital to living your life on purpose in your book. And then, as an extension, they're vital to building your business on purpose as well. So, can you talk some about some of those vital elements that you talk about in your book and why those are so important? Well, the, you know, when, when in terms of... When you start to build a purpose, you know, there's three elements. And you're going to use nouns which describe you or your company. And how, and you're going to use verbs on how you would like to be in the world or how does the world envision you. And then you create that picture of what a perfect world would look like for your company. So those are the three elements in creating the purpose. How do you mm-hmm. then take that purpose and move it into definable and measurable goals? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the, the financial goals need to be in line with the purpose. So now everything that you create from the financial piece has to go back. Well, how does that fit to our purpose? How does that fit to where we want to fit in the marketplace? And is that growth realistic or are we better having smaller growth, more profitable growth year over year than a big jump. And because if own, being unique means that you can own your market space and you're less under attack by your competitors by being unique or not chasing the crowd. So tying the financial goal to the other measurables, which would be these are the new pieces of equipment that we change. These are people that we need to bring into our organization who can help us achieve those goals. So it's, it's more, again, once again, not to be too repetitive, but it's not just about the numbers when you set your goals for the coming year because we're going to need to make changes in the personnel structure, the actual physical structure, the marketing structure to get to our new number. Right. I think it's so um, important to keep... I hope I didn't put keep... you to sleep there. <laughs> <laughs> no, are you kidding? No, not at all. Um, I think it's so important to keep going back to that um, that question. Like, are these goals in alignment with our purpose? Because, um, you know, with what we do, for example, I mean, goals can be pretty number-driven. You know, I want to increase my website traffic by however much percentage by this time. Or, you know, like, and, you know, you look at that and you're like, ugh, it's just, it's numbers. And then you spend the time though, to go back and to say, okay, is this really in alignment with, uh, with what our 
our purpose is. So, you know, is our website in this example a key um, element of that allows us to serve our audience in the way that we want to, to connect with them in a meaningful and valuable way to, and also then to, you know, generate leads, drive traffic and, and grow our business. And also is the messaging on our website in alignment with really who we are. And so when you take the time to answer those questions and then you relook at your goal and say, okay, yes, those things are all in alignment. And this goal makes sense because our website is a key tool for the way in which we do serve our audience and it helps us achieve our purpose beyond simply um, driving profit. I'm so, so glad you, I'm so glad you brought that up because, you know, the website really does define who you are. And if you if you can put your purpose becomes part of your marketing materials on your website, it becomes more defining than just selling stuff. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> Uh, that was a great point, Francis. Just well said. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, like we we looked at our website. I think this was about six months ago, and realized, yeah, this doesn't really say what we want it to. Even though our clients know who we are, you know, it just was was not right up there. I mean, you could find it if you dug deeper. You know, if you clicked on the about or the our story, it was there. Um, it wasn't front and center, and so now we've revamped, we've uh, changed our messaging, and it really is front and center. You land on our website, you get like who we are when you look at it, because um, you know our brand. As much as I would love for it to be what we tell people it is, it's really not. It's what they perceive and how they interpret that. So we have to make sure we're telling the right story for that to happen. Well, it's, you know, and I, in my book, I've talked about perception quite a bit mm-hmm. and that, you know, really the truth is, is, is our customer's perception. That is their truth. Right. And, and if we tried to convince them otherwise from their perception, we are going to lose the opportunity to have them as a customer or we will lose them as a customer if their perception doesn't align with our purpose. Absolutely. So what are some of the goal-setting strategies that you recommend? Uh, back to a point that we started on, I mentioned a little earlier, was having not just a financial piece, mm-hmm. but the, the, what are the structural changes that we need to make. And they should be time-based. So, in other words, you know, the financial goals are the financial goals. But when you have your um, other goals that you need to take place that may be human resource related is how do we attach measurables plus emotion to those other goals? Because if our staff and our customers can become emotionally attached to them, we're in a better place. Mm-hmm. So, and the emotion loops right back to purpose. So how do you, when you write those goals is, you know, like, for example, when we're writing personal goals, if we say, you know, for somebody who would like to weigh less, you know, I will feel fantastic weighing this amount of weight on May the 1st, 2017, so that you, you can, you can inf- inject the personal emotion to the goal. You're not going to do that on the financial piece, but you can do that on the other factors, or our staff will be more 
um, how do we, I'm looking for the right words to use this, but our staff will be become more engaged in our product once the, or in our product and services once these changes are made within the company or once this change is made. So if we can attach the benefit, physically, not just the, the filling in a block, but the purpose of why we put that thing in the box, then we all know why the goal is there. Hope I haven't lost you on that one. No, no, I like that a lot. So it seems like it's almost like writing, say, an affirmation statement. So like yes. uh, the what what the outcome is going to be after, you know, once you have achieved this goal, this is what we the company will be like, this is what the employees will be like, this is what the experience will be, and, and sort of writing it in a way that you can experience that now as you're getting there. Yeah. You know, I, I, I look at something as, as very basic as where does the money come from to build a new church? And why can't an existing, why does an existing church struggle? Because we're, we've lost track of the vision. And when we're building a new church, it's based on a vision. This is what we believe. And it's a sense of community. And everybody buys in. But once it's built, then it becomes a management function. So how do we re-inject the vision back in to the goal-setting process? I agree. It can be a tricky, well, it doesn't have to be tricky, but it can be. I think so many organizations do fall into that, that place where, you know, maybe they are out of alignment here and they need to get, need to get back there. And, um, we are, you know, constantly need to be going through this process of asking ourselves whether these are still in alignment. So do you recommend that this is sort of an annual review? Should it be more than that? All right. So the, the word that I had lost was strategic plan. Many ah. volunteer organizations have them. Mm-hmm. Biz, a business should have a strategic plan. Mm-hmm. But it's something that needs to be, you just don't write it and put it in the shelf. It should be revisited quarterly or monthly. That, mm-hmm. okay, these are the aims, the objectives, and the goals, and our purpose. And you have to schedule when you're going to sit down and review those. Because when you review them, you go, well, how are we doing? on our employee engagement or how are we doing on this piece of the, you know, new equipment that we would like to have. So if we check in and we keep measuring them, it helps keep us on track. That's very, very critical that we revisit this on a regular basis. Right. Awesome. So we're going to go out to another commercial break here. So everyone who's listening, take the time during the break to go to paulroy.ca, find out a little bit more about Paul, and you can look for his book as well. Um, It happened on purpose. You can access it through the website. You can also find it on Amazon as well. So stay with us and we will be back in just a few minutes. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Wired Flare's unique approach to online marketing inspires meaningful conversations that drive business growth. 
They tell stories that champion ethical business, build community, and generate impact. Wired Flare integrates your core values into your brand messaging. They use content marketing to tell your story and social media to engage your audience. They use inbound marketing to attract more visitors, generate more leads, and convert more customers. Visit wiredflare.com. Tell your story online. Frances Leary is an award-winning entrepreneur and international storyteller. Her stories champion big ideas and generate big impact. Have Frances speak to and inspire your organization or train and consult with your team. She speaks internationally and aids top-tier professionals in marketing, entrepreneurship, online strategy, technology and education, and authentic communication. Frances Leary inspires and educates audiences with her passionate and purpose-filled keynotes and presentations. Visit FrancisLeary.com. Empower your team today. You are listening to The Soul Shill Hour with Frances Leary. Connect with the program today by calling us at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to radio at francisleary.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for staying with us. It's Francis Leary here with The Social Hour, and I am with Paul Roy, and we are talking about building a business with purpose. So, Paul, thanks so much for staying with us today. Wonderful. Great yeah, to be this has been really fun. Um, so we've talked a lot about, um, you know, defining our purpose and how it's so important within our own lives, our personal lives. And we've looked at defining purpose in business and then setting goals that will help um, keep us on track, not only with our financial goals, also with our with our purpose so that our goals are always in alignment with that. And we ended the last um, segment talking about this strategic plan. And this is a piece with our organization that I find like we start off the year like really great with, and then, you know, it gets further on down the line. And, uh, sometimes we're like, "Eh, not quite as maybe strict about it. So we, we begin the year and we've got sort of our, our entire year mapped out. And then we've got every quarter, we've got, um, goals that we set for the quarter to reach, you know, ultimately our annual goals. And then on a weekly basis, we, you know, each team member has their own like goals uh, for the week that they need to achieve and work on. And, and in theory, and I say this because we sometimes don't do this, although we it would be great if we did, and, and I will attempt to do that. I will not attempt. I will just do this in the new year. We um, we meet on a weekly basis. We talk about what our goals are. And then the other piece, though, is that the following week when we meet to look at the upcoming week, also reflecting on, okay, what happened the past week? What were the challenges? What do we need to you know tweak or, or modify or you know what worked and what didn't so that we can then move on? And that's the piece that sometimes you know we get so focused on moving forward that that we don't take the time to reflect on what's really worked, what what hasn't, and what do we need to you know adapt? Um, and and where are we right now in reaching our goals? Like as I looked back at um, twenty this month, I was saying that we were all about you know business development this month, and I was looking back at 2016 and our marketing plan and our goals for the year. And you know somewhere about halfway through the year, it was we kind of stopped that 
that accountability, which is just simply no way to grow. <laughs> so exactly. the strategic plan was in place and we weren't following up with it. You know, we were not staying accountable to it. It has to be a living, breathing document, and which you can tweak and adjust. Because, mm-hmm. and that's really, that's your game plan. And if the other, you know, if things change, then the game plan needs to change. So if you're constantly visiting it, you can make the adjustments. It's interesting. I'd like to bring up, uh, there's a great book called Double Double, written by Cameron Harold. And he instituted in uh, one of his companies a um, check-in, daily check-in called the 10-minute huddle. And it's where the key people in the business would meet for 10 or 15 minutes and everybody talked about what they were working on today or this week mm-hmm. and what their challenges were. And then what, what happened was because all of the employees within a company are usually intertwined. In other words, I can't move this piece of business through if manufacturing or marketing or legal you know, is falling behind. But once we mm-hmm. know some of the challenges that our coworkers have, we come, oh, well, that's why they haven't dealt with me. We thought, I, I thought they were ignoring me. But, boy, they're really swamped. And the next thing we find, employees are jumping in to say, what can we do to help? And solutions start to surface. Mm-hmm. And it's all by communicating and knowing what we're doing as a team. So it's not led by the, by the CEO. Everybody in the room has the same amount of time to chat. Right. Oh, I love that. That's a great idea. 10-minute huddle. Mm-hmm. I like well, that. We do, you know, yeah. And daily may be a bit much, depending on the size of your organization. You know, on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. But it's a fabulous way of everybody saying, boy, I'm swamped this week. I'm behind. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And usually fellow workers will step up and help you. Right. So we have a few more minutes left in our show, Paul. What are some of the last thoughts or advice or tips or anything that you would like to leave our audience with today? Change can be difficult and exciting. I like the exciting part of change. And we're changing because we know we need to. And it can be a little scary, but if you take the time to understand your purpose, your company's purpose, and why you're in business. And if you make the change in steps and not wholesale changes, it's manageable. And then it allows you to adjust your course. But I'm a true believer in modest, profitable growth over escalated fast growth. Because it gives, when, when, when you grow too fast, you end up with holes in your organization. You end up with staff that are burned out or bringing in staff that need to be brought up to speed. And measurable, manageable growth wins the day with me every time. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think that's something great for all of our listeners to, uh, to keep in mind. Measurable, manageable growth. And I think sometimes when we take the time to look back at um, – you know, where our profit has come from. Well, like we've done this past month, you may actually find that um, 
what you thought was most profitable isn't actually most profitable for you. And so like we're in the process of sort of changing um, our, our focus of our service deliverables um, because we can bring more value and serve our audience in a deeper way and also have a greater profit by switching gears slightly on our on the way we're delivering our service. And I'm, I'm super excited to do that in the new year. And, and we wouldn't have gotten there had we not gone through this um, evaluation process um, and realignment process, which is so important. Yeah. Once we know who our ideal customer is, it's easier for us to seek the mode. And if we don't know who our ideal customer is, we don't know where to begin to look. Absolutely. Well, this has been such a great um, a great time being with you, Paul, today. I hope everyone who's listening has enjoyed the show. Paul, thank you so much for being with us. Wonderful, Francis. Great to chat with you as always. Absolutely. Everyone who's listening, please take the time to find out more about Paul. Go to paulroy.ca. You can also find his book, It Happened on Purpose, Value Yourself Without Being Full of Yourself on Amazon. And you can reach Paul on Twitter at Paul2Success. So as always, make sure to connect with me as well. Go to francisleary.com or wiredflare.com and you can look for Francis Leary just about everywhere. Thank you so much for being part of the social hour and we will see you next time. Take care, everyone. Thank you for being a part of the Soul Shall Hour. Please be sure to join your host, Francis Leary, again next Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. This week, make a Soul Shall Connection with your audience. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.